You're tuning into Majoring in the Minors Podcast. Join Mahi and Louie for the podcast you deserve, but not the one you need right now. It is what it is, but it isn't what you thought it won't be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Minors Podcast. So happy to have you all here. Uh, in this episode, we have our good friend and returning guest, Alessandra O'Reilly. For another episode, uh, we get to talk to Alessandra about her experiences with different communities that she's been part of, uh, training with uh, some uh, renowned female bodybuilders, um, and being part of the Prescript crew itself, uh, how she tackles uh, training her clients, and how uh, what kind of uh, value and services she provides uh, and caters towards her own clients. And on top of that, uh, we talk a little bit about content creation in general. Uh, we mess with Louis around a little bit, which is always fun. And uh, overall, it's a really great episode. I really enjoyed recording it. And as always, we love talking to Alessandra. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think, um, you know, women are doing really amazing things in the fitness industry. And everybody has their own style for coaching and their own thing that they're trying to achieve and their own vision. And for me, being coached by Hattie in the past and seeing my own personal transformation with her, not just physically, but also the things that I learned emotionally, mentally, spiritually, um, was really worth it because it's a premium service. So instead of giving somebody, you know, a workout and nutrition, you're providing a service that also has neuroscientists in it. So that neuroscientist is able to host meetings for your girls within the community and help them learn about their nervous system from a more somatic and experiential point of view, which is nice because we can learn about it cognitively. However, we tend to get to know our own nervous system better when we're in a safe space and we're able to actually ask each other questions and then answer them or reflect and recall on experiences that we've had. It's just a different way of learning, right? And so she has a neuroscientist. She also has a guy who he's called a heart coach, but really he's just very big into the meditation, into the spiritual aspect of things. So let's say a girl is really into that and she needs that this week, you know, to keep her going and working out. That's something she's lacking and that's a need that's met. And then there's also... Nick, who she has there, which would be more the cognitive side of things, a man whose place is to help you challenge your own belief systems that you have set up, the stories that you've created for yourself. How do you know they're true? How do you know they're not? Like really actually digging into that instead of just going your whole life believing something about yourself without actually questioning it. And also books that you could read um, based on your own journey. I mean, you ever hang out with somebody and they're reading a book like some self-help book and you're listening to it and you're like oh what the heck like this is just this guy doesn't make any sense like he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about you know but like to this person this book means so much and it's getting them through their next phase of their life and it's like so you respect that because everybody has their own phases and their own way of learning and you never know what's going to really impact somebody in such a big way that then they're going to be able to go and get a promotion in their job or go back to school or see their own value in a way where their next relationship reflects that something like that. So she has that. And then I wonder who else she has just like other trainers there that can help her so that she can have 
a bigger scale of women that she's taking care of because as just one person, when you're trying to program for like 200 people, I mean, could you imagine like you would, where's your time for yourself? She has like over 200 something girls in the community. She can't do it all herself. Um, so like people to look over their form for them instead of her being the one I know for me personally, it's these girls that I have right now. I don't even have that many and they make me work. Like, I feel like I'm literally working for them all the time, you know, FaceTime calls to go through their form, which is kind of difficult teaching somebody how to exercise correctly through a FaceTime because I'm not there to move their body, you know? So it takes a, a little bit more. I feel like for Gen Pop, and you guys can reflect when you are a coach coaching Gen Pop, you need to have a wide arsenal at hand because every single individual is different and they're going to move differently and they have different needs. It's not like you're training an athlete who already knows how to do what they're doing. You're just there to kind of set up the programming for them. Like they already know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the aim for me. I would like to be able to have a community where I'm able to provide a full human transformation like not I'm sorry how do I phrase this like a full transformation for the for the woman that comes in and leaves instead of me just not continually outgrowing the coach I was the year before and just giving a spreadsheet or something you know which none of us on this call and none of us we don't know any coaches personally or hang out with any coaches that do that but that is something that some people do do they'll give you a template or an ebook or a spreadsheet I feel like that kind of lacks some um, value, but I'm preaching to the choir with that. <laughs> Would you include uh, gut health? Like, because I know you talk a lot about gut health in general. Is that something you would provide on your kind of platform or... Or like, would you bring a gut health expert into it? Because that plays a huge role and is interconnected with everything else you spoke about anyway, from mental health to your mood, your energy. Yeah. So gut health is something I'll always like to, to talk about. I think I have like three things and it's hard because you'd never want to be a jack of all trades, right? Because then, you know, a little bit about a whole bunch of stuff, but what are you really an expert in? So for me right now, I would definitely, um, refer out for the gut health to Dave O'Brien. He, is my favorite as far as gut health goes, like, because I've been with him and been coached by him and seen a difference myself. So I can speak to that. And so every girl that comes to me gets her blood work done just because I like to have it because let's say she's going to stay with me for six months, a year. It's looking like everybody's almost going on their year. I haven't had anyone leave before that besides for this one girl, but she was going through some emotional stuff. So of course, but I like to be able to compare the blood work over time like at three month chunks, I'll have them get it done every three months. And we'll see are the foods that they've implemented into their diet, helping with any deficiencies that we may have seen in the blood markers. But I would never claim to be an expert on any of this or take someone's money and be like, Hey, I'm going to heal your gut for you. No, I'm not going to take your money and heal your gut for you, but I will have you get me your blood work done. So I can look over it with Dave and we can see if we can help you out with something. For example, for me, sometimes it's simple things like I was really low in vitamin D. What does my physician do? He gives me uh, supplements for vitamin D. Okay, cool. That's not going to solve the problem as well as it would be if I was actually eating foods that have more vitamin D in it. 
So it's just, it's even just common sense, you know, like eat the foods that are going to get assimilated and processed in the gut that you're deficient in if you need it, instead of just taking a, a supplementation. So now I eat more salmon. Okay. <laughs> I hope that answers the question. But yeah, it definitely uh, does. Um, going back to like a couple of things that you said, like, especially with Hattie, right? Amazing woman, amazing coach, has hundreds of women that she helps, right? But right now we're kind of talking to Alessandra. So now I want to know, like, working with her, like, you know, being part of that community, what are the steps that you would take to just kind of enrich your own community? Like, will you think, are you thinking of like bringing these, like, you know, outsource, as you said, for gut health, you outsource uh, to David for, are there anything else that you're going to outsource or like, you know, have, because yeah. the things you said that she does very interesting, especially with like, I'm, I'm thinking like bodybuilding, those mental aspects of things, like, you know, like having someone to actually help you make decisions. It sounds sick. And I know some bodybuilders like uh, Ben Pokalski does that, but that's just because like, he's, he's kind of like a veteran and he's just, he just thinks of these things. And he's like a little bit like the person who thunk, thunks, who thinks of these things. But I don't think like in bodybuilding, they, at least I don't know people who actually do that, who actually like go like from the mental side or like, you know, the psychology of like why you want to do this and how you do it. Yes. So a few things with that question. One, I would just like to know with Ben, he actually did a podcast with Hattie and I listened to it and I absolutely loved it. They have a lot of very similar values. And so it was really refreshing to see that from a male and a female side of things, even though they coach differently. And for me, the other thing that I like to do is give attention to the art of noticing as much as I can. So you'll see on my main page, I will talk a lot about the nervous system probably once a month or something when my, when my own system is feeling this, this need to express itself because I've seen such a difference in my own life and in the women who have also done the art of noticing that I want to spread that to the world. I want other people to start to look into themselves, not just from a cognitive lens. I'd like them to start looking at themselves from other lenses, not because they have to, just because then they have that option. It's nice to have some optionality in your life. It's, it's refreshing. And you never know what exploring yourself from experiences that are held within your body will give you. And I know it sounds kind of like, what is the word? Woo woo, you know, but anything's woo woo until you try it. And then maybe it works and it unlocks something for you that you couldn't get from just trying to write your thoughts down on a journal or see a therapist about or something. Sometimes there's, there's deeper layers and anybody who knows about the nervous system or recognizes that it is a real thing knows that that's what we are. So why do we just, like my question to some people is why do they never explore that and just stay physical and stay cognitive? Um, I feel like they're missing out. So I will always outsource to that. But the thing is, it is very expensive. Like, I'm not going to lie. It is very expensive to do the art of noticing. So I keep it there as an invitation for people who, if they're ever at a point in their life where they can afford that kind of self-discovery, that then they can um, do that. Because 
something that these premium services have learned, especially since I know the man who helps these women run their businesses is that the higher the price, you know, paid because the service is good and the service gets results. So it's not like you're taking someone's money and not giving them a result, right? But the higher the price set, the more likely the person is actually going to invest in the homework that's set and in the work that's set because they are paying that money. So they're like, damn, I better do this. Like this is coming at them. This is my hard earned money. As opposed to if something is less expensive, the person may or may not do it, you know, based on if they're inclined to or not, because what is a few dollars to them? I like that, right? And I agree with you 100% on all of that. But I'm going to just kind of like make Alessandro do Alessandro stuff. <laughs> going to take that a couple of steps back and be like, because that, that was a broad answer, but it actually wasn't an answer to me either. Okay, right? May I interject? Yeah. What is your USP? Yeah, unique selling point. Thank you, Mahan. What is your unique selling point, Alessandra? That's very simple. It's not something to be overthought. What does the individual need? That's how you entrepreneur your ass into anything. That's how I've gotten positions I was not qualified for, but knew that I can learn from when I was doing it. I found out what does the person need? What are their needs? And then I figured out how to meet those needs. And then I was invaluable because I'm meeting the needs that they need. So once you establish the needs and once you establish what hasn't worked in the past for them so that you can know which direction to try and aim at, then, yeah, I think that's as, I guess it's not necessarily unique, but it, it is if someone's confused about how they can sell themselves, you know, how they could sell their, their product. What is a need that someone has and how are you meeting it? And for me, it's very individual. So it requires a long conversation with the person, sometimes multiple conversations and ongoing conversations throughout the whole process because the needs are going to change. So what's unique about that is maybe somebody, another coach might set someone up with a plan initially and then that just stay the same plan. Well, the person's going to change their needs in life, their experiences, their home drama, their work drama, everything. And if you can constantly have a conversation with that person, see what their new needs are, and they feel safe enough to express their needs to you, they know that it's safe for them to say, hey, I actually need this this month. I didn't. I know I said I didn't need it last month, but now I need it. And know that you're not going to uh, bite their head off or you're unavailable or you know, you'll get angry for them asking or anything like that. Um, I think that's, that's, that's the answer that came to mind initially when you asked that question. Like the answer. Now I'm going to push you further again, because we're just here to poke you. Yes. It is what they need. Like you are kind of focusing on what their need is, but as a coach, especially it's working through more of the online space. How do you advertise that? How do you like, you know, get people to understand that you're there to help them with their needs? And that kind of creates I, your unique selling point, right? Like that's like your unique selling point. Like, what do you need? I'll help you with that. So it's your elevator pitch. I don't have one. And and I haven't advertised myself as as such like publicly. I'll reach out to people privately, I'll message them. Um, if I see them working out, especially I'll message them and say, Hey, do you need help with anything? How's your training going these days? What do you need? So I'm very active with pursuing 
people and trying to build trust with them because I'm so new to this. I might even be newer than most people realize. And it's okay for me to say that because I also have such a great community behind me to support me and to be there to be like, hey, you know, maybe you could actually help them, you know, shift their body a little bit this way and get this muscle group out of the way so they can hit their bicep. And it's like, do other coaches have that? I don't know, but I do. So every girl I have continually gets results because if I see something not improving, I can always reach out and be like, hey, um, I need a fresh pair of eyes. I need some advice. What's going on here? And these people have experience for a decade at least, you know, or at least running up on it. So it's, it's nice to have that because some people are just lone wolves out there, just lone personal trainers, just trying to figure it all out on their own and, um, shout out Prescript should probably join, join Prescript. <laughs> you know, I did this, um, intensive, what was it last weekend? And there was this kid in there and he's on the leg. Uh, I'm sorry, the hamstring curl you know, and he doesn't have himself propped up the right way. You know, his pelvis is moving everywhere. And he's like, oh, what is this going on here? And I was like, oh, it's prescript, you know? So I, I was going to show him our IG page, but I didn't have my phone on me. So hopefully he'll join our community. But it's just stuff like that. You know, he probably doesn't have anybody, but now maybe he will. And we'll see him in lab. Yeah, like. Join the cult. If anyone's listening to this, we're not getting paid for it, but the Toronto intensive is coming in. <laughs> it's happening <laughs> in a couple of months' time. So go to Prescript page and sign up for that. But yeah, still not getting paid for it. So maybe we shouldn't advertise them. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll advertise them for free any, any day. But um, it's in October. It's the first weekend in October. But I just found out today that you have to quarantine. Can you believe that? What is that shit? So I guess I'm not going. Yep, oh, that. That sucks. But okay, bringing back to obviously no, we uh, especially me and Lou both are part of Prescript, so we will advertise them for free as well. At least I do. Lou is like, well, oh, I'm good. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a black sheep. But um, I like that. You know what? Because this is one thing that I keep telling people. Like what you literally said is what I tell all the coaches is, go talk to people and be like. Is there anything I can help you with? That is literally like, that is a unique selling point. It, it says I'm here to help you and I care. And I want you to, like, you know, I was kind of candid enough to come and tell you, like talk to you and be like, okay, I've seen your exercises. It's not that you're doing anything wrong, but you could, maybe you could improve on it or even you're doing everything great, but I don't know you. I don't know what's going on inside your head. Is there anything I can help you with? Just that, like this is the easiest question, right? So I like that. Uh, I like your answer. But uh, I think Louis wants to say something. I was going to ask, so how was it meeting Jordan? Well, that'll be my second time meeting him because I met him in Miami, you know, before. But I never like to, whenever I meet somebody that has like a high following or people like, you know, really love them or whatever, I never like to, I guess, use it as a way that I'm coming off like I just met with them because of that because I really don't give a shit do you think having like a little blue check mark on Instagram makes you cool no it's the person that you are it's your character and for me I literally love him like he has gotten voice messages for me since I did L1 I stopped doing it so much because he probably got annoyed with me but I'd be like I'm so grateful for you I love you you know he's really like oh my god 
this chick trying to get with me but it's not like that he's like a I guess like a like a brother I never had but don't know him well enough to be able to call him that but he has given me so much like given me a community given me so many experiences and knowledge and and the way that he taught I'm telling you so sometimes when people do these classes or these intensives you know you could kind of feel like they're taking your money or taking advantage of you in a way and not giving you the best service. He worked the whole time with passion, with energy, bringing the information, asking questions, you know, like asking us questions every five seconds, not telling us all this information, asking us so that we could actually retain the information. And then also being able to be there and apply it on machines and stuff was helpful. So it's just good energy and it's, it's people who all want to see each other succeed and be better coaches. So it's not a competition. It's, Hey, we're all in this together and we all want to make other people better. So let's improve ourselves collectively, share our knowledge and experience with each other. And that's what I love most because sometimes it can be hard to find communities where that's not fake and where that's actually accepted. So yeah, but it was interesting being the only chick there. I'll tell you that much. Like nobody was touching my peck, you know? And then <laughs> when they had to do the rib cage, like he had to go and get uh, Tessa to go and do a rib cage because he didn't want to touch my rib cage. So, you know, it's just, it's interesting being the only chick there. I hope that in the future I'll go to things and I'm not the only chick there so that we can touch each other. Alessandro's like, touch my rib cage, bro. Yeah. Do it. Touch my peck. Touch it. (laughs) But you know what? There is like, I actually like that because we talked about this. You said this to me as well. And I was like, maybe I, I think you said, you thought I said it half jokingly, but I actually genuinely meant it. It's like, sometimes people are intimidated. Like just simple as that. Like maybe all the guys were just, they were like, damn, this chick is fit. We're actually like, we don't want to like make a fool out of ourselves, right? And so they just don't feel comfortable with themselves, like, you know, uh, stepping forward and um, kind of like, you know, just, just be, being cool. Like, you know, just like, it's another person. We're just learning here. Let's just do it. Uh, maybe not the peck, but like, I'll poke your obliques if you want to. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. And, and it's new because we're all getting to know each other. So it's kind of like testing boundaries, testing reactions, testing like what's okay and what's not okay. And so um, that, that was also very much there too. Yeah. But, but like you guys are looking forward to, to doing the intensives, I bet. I hope. Yeah. So I know like the, the ones coming to the UK, looking forward to that. That's going to be great. Cause like, you know, just, just meeting these people in person, I'll be totally opposite to you. Probably it's the idea of like, I don't care about, like, I've always said, if I meet people like, you know, famous people, I'm the person who just never likes taking pictures. I like a memory or a, or a, like an experience instead. Like I genuinely want to like, if I meet a famous person, I like my first question will be like, when was the last time you laughed out so hard that you almost like, you know, Yourself. fell off your bed, like chair or something, right? Or, or Louis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, like uh, that's a cool experience in my opinion. Like, you know, just cause you get to know a person on a deeper level, right? And just like, oh, I took a picture with this person. It's a fleeting moment. It's gone. Who cares? 
but with Jordan, I think like especially like I don't want to ask your opinion of this is like for people like him that like their goal is to be of service, right? I think it's just kind of it's actually backwards of you if you do not use that opportunity because he is there to help. He wants to help as much as he can. Obviously, being mindful of his time, but if you're around him and he wants to help, I would actually like be like, dude, I've got like a lot of questions. You said you want to help. Here we go. <laughs> a, like B, C, D, everything, E, F, G, and then Aleph, B, P, C, just like every language. I have questions uh, like with every alphabet. So what do you think? Do you think like it is, it's all right to like, you know, if the person wants to help, then use that. Like I wouldn't shy, shy away from it. I would actually like ask more questions. Yeah. And even with the taking pictures, like the photographer was nice enough to send me three of me that he had taken. And I had one with Jordan. And so like I posted it with me and him because I want more women to know I'm the only chick showing up to these things. More women need to know. And I wouldn't be telling more women about it if I didn't truly believe that every man in this community has been nothing but supportive to every woman who has joined. They never make us feel like, oh, you're silly for asking this question or why didn't you know that? It's never like that. Like everyone is just so kind and supportive and compassionate. And so um, I just wanted to make that clear, you know, where I stand and um also asking him questions. Yeah. If, if I felt like, if I felt like I had questions I wanted him to answer and he was in the type of mood or space or energy to, to want to answer back, then of course. Yeah. But sometimes when I'm around people, I just like to talk about things like, I don't know, whatever the nervous system, original thought, whatever, how's their life going? How are they doing? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll leave this on the podcast because it'll be kind of cool for you guys. But my dad and I have been talking a lot about how to have original thought because I had this really cool idea for Own It Fitness for videos and it came from a really creative spot. And then what do I see? My competition has the same type of setup of videos that I was making. And I sent it to Eric and I was like, damn, I guess my idea wasn't that original. And he was like, well, don't be so hard on yourself. At least your competition's using your same idea. But I thought, okay, I need original thought. And my dad, he is the closest that I've ever seen to having original thought. And he said, okay, the best time to access that is right in between when you're waking up in the morning, like right in between that unconscious and consciousness state. If you can catch yourself and kind of connect to your creator in that moment, then that's when original thought is going to come to you. I was like, okay, well, that's a cool thought by itself, <laughs> you know, because anybody can copy anybody, but actually thinking for yourself and creatively in your own way is not as easy as it's, you know, it sounds it takes practice. Yeah. But like going back to what you said is like, just because your competition is doing it, that's not a bad thing. That just means like, shit, it is a good idea. So you should continue that. Like, it doesn't stop you. Like, it's not copying it. Because like, I think with that comes to like, you personally know that you didn't look at someone and be like, oh, I'm going to do what they did. You just came up with an idea and now someone has happened to do it as well. But that doesn't take away from your idea. And it's just, 
actually a bonus to you is like shit yeah it does work someone else is doing it as well like not everything has to be original in a sense it's like it has to be you more than being revolutionary and never happened before right yeah so i think like keep going with the idea like why not it's value you we know like we want you to add value as much as you can because you have good message out there so keep putting that message out there exactly it's like video games everyone's done them but each one each company or developer expresses them differently so you can express this idea in your own way and make it very alessandra for a second, I thought he was going to say allostatic, and I was going to like literally throw a punch at this camera where he said Alessandra. <laughs> no, but Mahan, you do things in your own way too. And I know, Louis, you're starting to, you know, explore doing, doing more and more in your own, you know, like taking your own steps to putting out what feels safe for you. So I have a lot of respect for the both of you guys doing things at your own speed and your own in your own way you know you're definitely not out there copying people are um what is the one thing that we kind of make fun of a little bit even though it's not making okay if anybody hears this that does this i do i'm not saying there's anything wrong with you as a person we're just saying or i am just saying that following trends like the dance one sometimes might be a little bit too much because then it's like the whole feed is just people doing a dance and putting stuff up on screen, you know? So that takes away some of the originality of it. Yeah, I 100% I agree with that. But and I, I am, thank you for saying like, you know, we try to put our original stuff. Well, if I have a bone to pick with myself and this is like the problem I have with me is I always think like, if I don't put my, like, cause I kind of believe in what I do. And I know that as a person, I try to like learn the best that I can. And I try to, add as much value as I can. And if I've ever, if I've been wrong about something, I admit it all the time, right? Like with the, everyone knows like now I'm just shitting on sumo squats and everyone jokes <laughs> about it. There was a time that I got all my clients to do sumo squats. And I did like, I definitely did. And I admit it. And at the time the mindset was like, I'm trying to like get people to feel strong. This is the way that they do feel strong. So I'm going to use it. But now like, I'm like, all right, so there are other tools at my disposal that I can use. And some of my clients still do Bulgarian split squats. Uh, sorry, uh, sumo uh, deadlifts. Did I say sumo squats? I'm a sumo deadlift. <laughs> it's the entire time. <laughs> I said everything. But yeah, sumo deadlifts are not that great for hypertrophy of glutes. I'm going to put this out there. But anyway, the idea is like I, the bone I have to pick with myself is like I have good messages, but I still don't make as much content as I should. And I feel like every time I don't make content, even if it's maybe an imitation of something else, but it still has a good message. There are like hundreds of other people who make bad content and put it out there and people will see that. Right. So I just mm-hmm. kind of feel like I owe it to the community that we care about that all of us, you, me, Louie, anyone, like in all the pre-script pushes, because we have good messages, even if it feels repetitive, still make these messages because ignorance is a bliss. People who don't know enough, they're making hundreds and thousands and millions of these posts and they're putting it out there without a second of hesitation. And we're just standing here like kind of stuck in our own way. So yeah, that's thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, I feel you, Mahan. I'm, I have to start as well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm waiting to get jacked so I could start, which is like self-limiting. 
no, you don't need to be Jack to start, you know, um, something I thought is interesting is like, sometimes people can have more respect for you with your clothes on than off, you know? No, no, I don't mean it like that, but no, but like where I say what you gotta say bro <laughs> no no no, no. I, I don't mean like i'm not the type who'd ever do that but i mean where i am at it's more uh like they they respect coaches who are bigger not necessarily knowledgeable so back then i was more i was bigger but less knowledgeable so people would come to me and like ask me questions and think i know what i know when i know nothing but now that i know more but i've kind of i've let go a bit in life and mahan injured my knee as well uh so oh shit <laughs> and my adductor but like whatever we'll let it go we'll let it we'll let it slide we'll let it slide so now i'm just trying to be more um like i'm trying to focus more on hypertrophy again um uh, to kind of look more <laughs> of the part because mohan again injured me and um so yeah but apparently it's not his fault apparently it's my fault but then he injured he also hurt salute but whatever whatever but you know we, we can cut that out, but uh, Willow Wisp coaching. <laughs> Great case study. Great testimonial for Mohan. No, but now he's fixing the knee that he hurt. So that's good. That's that's like he, he does it on purpose. He hurts you and then he fixes you. <laughs> that's his USP. That's how I keep him in uh, hooked. Exactly. Uh, but no, uh, but yeah, I've also been a bit lazy and I even want to do a food blog. And everyone's telling me to do it because I love eating all kinds of food and connecting with culture. But I just, I, I haven't like started, even though I go to all these restaurants and I try all these weird things and I like study the history of food and whatever and how it connects with culture because I'm bad at language. So I can't like learn another language, but at least I could like talk to someone, you know, color, you know, food wise. But I haven't really been doing that as well. So shame on me. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say this because I have one of my great great friends, Flavia, always says this to me, and I think it's right, and I always never listen to her. So I'm gonna tell you this as well. And she always goes, and it's just simple. It's like if you really want to do it, you will do it. Do it. If you haven't done it, that means you didn't want to do it enough, right? So if you really want to make that blog, it should already be in the process, like you should be doing it. Right. So like we have this idea of like we say, oh, I really want to do this thing. But that's it's just more of a wish than a decision. Mate. Like we all like and I'm very like guilty of this. I want to write a book and I still haven't done anything about it. Right. And I keep saying like I, I know I'm, I, I love to write a book. And she's like, well, why aren't you writing it? So you're just talking about a wish. Make it like make it. Uh, it should be an action. Wait, is that the book I read a lot? Like the draft I read a long time ago? Yes, it still in works. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow well also if i could add something to that it does help when you can sit with yourself and perhaps explore what okay so if we took the le this lens let me just propose like a lens where you could look at yourself as not just one entire thing but when you're viewing through this lens, you see there might be multiple parts to you, like a part that's creative, a part that's compassionate, a part that's courageous, like something like this, if you're following this. So when you take this lens, you can sit with yourself and think, okay, what is this part that is possibly a procrastination part, but it would have to be something you'd have to experience yourself. 
that is not taking the action to go and write this food blog or to go and write this book. So once you can get in touch with this part, and it might sound a little wild to say to talk to it, but you're talking to yourself essentially all day anyway, to talk to this part and see like, what does this part need? Because maybe there's a need that's not being met. And when you can figure out what that need is and you meet it, then you're able to take action. And the I can't turns into I can. I don't know if this makes any sense, but this mm. is just what I'm thinking. No, it does. I think I need a good knee again. So when I get that knee, then I'll like, because I have to move out as well. And uh, once I move out, I think being able to move out, have my own place, have my own kitchen will help me eat healthier. Because uh, I used to do that a lot back in the day and I've kind of lost that. Mm. Um, so I think first is diet. It goes back to gut health. I'm a big proponent of diet not diet in the sense of you know fat loss diet but like a lifestyle and when i've eaten healthier i've been better been more hyper been more energetic and while i am hyper i'm still i'm not eating consistently enough to get jacked for instance and i know it so or you know or i'm not as optimized as i could be which is hindering me from like then going and being a co uh, side coach because like obviously it's it's not it wouldn't be my main thing yet but it's stopping me from going out there and saying hey do you want a coach hey do you want this hey do you want that you know like because over here it's more about being jacked and sort of looking like a jacked person who's scary who, like a tank basically and that's what i'm trying to get back into because that's the clientele I want to attract, the people who want to be tanks. Like, Does it feel okay if I respond to that? Of course. I might okay. cut it out, but of course. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm <laughs> joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I can really relate to that because when I was living out of my car, it was really hard for me to eat properly. <laughs> and, um, and it was like, very hard for me to also believe in myself and to have that mood, that clarity, that energy, because I wasn't able to get the correct foods, you know, eating out all the time, even if you try to do your best, it's a lot different between living out of your car and actually having a kitchen. So like meeting that basic need of having a kitchen where you can prepare your own meals is something to be super grateful for. Like literally every meal I make now, I sit down, I eat, I'm like, I just have a gratitude on a different level than I did before, you know? Um, and I know you two know what I mean, you know, because you've experienced things similar to that before. Um, but once you, once you get your kitchen and get your own place, like I would encourage you to definitely sit down and write a blog, even if it's just a, you know, a draft that then you make better over time, right? Because you're going to get better the more you do it. You know this. Um. As closing thoughts, I'm just going to put this out there, right? Being living off of your car and, you know, not being on top of your nutrition. I understand that living in a comfort of a house. And then you just want to move from that house that so you don't have that much responsibilities to another house, a little bit different, but I give you the benefit of doubt. I still say, yes, you might not have too much control over your nutrition. But one thing that I would say is like, because I'm guilty of this. I'm not even looking at you. I'm looking at myself. And I think it's a human nature that we do this a lot. We put like 
uh, set milestones and we are like, oh, when this happens, I'll do it. When that happens, I'll do it. Whereas like action has to be immediate, right? Because like, instead of being like, I don't know, maybe when I move out, I'll start the blog. Maybe, yes, you start the blog then, but you start writing now, right? Yeah. It shouldn't be like, they like because then when you get to that point, it seems like such a Herculean task that you might not do it as well. So like do something about it now. Maybe write rough drafts, even on a piece of paper or like on a, like your own handwriting that it never goes somewhere, but at least you've started like take, and this is me again, I'm, I'm talking, it, telling you, but it's more myself is like taking actions as soon as possible, rather than waiting for a milestone to happen. Oh, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I think because of also the energy I divert to work and like growing there, it stops me because at the end, you know, we have a bucket and I can't like put everything in one bucket. So I like threw it to work because work was something that I had, I wasn't prepared for. I didn't study for, I didn't do anything. So I had to learn it from the ground up to become efficient at it. But now I also want to put some of my bucket into an Instagram food blog or I, you know, whatever connected people and eat food and stuff, but also into the fitness uh, sphere, right? Because going like, I know I, I had, like I had gone into fitness before, then I left it for five years. And now like with Prescript, with you hurting my knee, I want to help other people fix their knees. And it's it's made me really passionate, Mahan, like really passionate about that. So thank you. But no, I, I, will, gonna... I, I will give a shout out. I will actually say something nice. Mahan is one of the reasons I wanted to get back into fitness, seeing him grow from what he was, I'm not going to describe what that was, but what he was to someone who breaks your knee, it's really, it's really beautiful and wholesome to see. And I'm really, really glad that I went into on a more serious note. I'm really glad I did the skill acquisition course and I did PSO on, I just have to do the exam, but I'm, I'm waiting for the book. It still hasn't arrived, um, but I'm really grateful for that community and for Mohan, who is actually done a lot and <laughs> the way i'm fucking crying right now <gasps> okay mahan now you can respond then. i you know what like <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything about the knee all i'm gonna say is with all the responsibilities you have at work and your bucket being full is your bucket full enough that like you just need to take a picture of a food like of your food and put it on instagram with no caption at all just starting that can you fit that into your bucket? Because that can be an actionable item that you can do without even like overworking yourself. Because that's something, right? And I don't you think- You can put an eggplant emoji. You know, yeah. you don't even need to say anything. You just use your eggplant emoji and just, just post put... a picture of your eggplant. Eggplant's yeah. good for your gut. There you go. Just put beef. Just be like beefcake. And then that's it. <laughs> no, no, I think but, that'll but yeah. roll, start like- and I don't know if you guys read it. I like this book a lot. Like maybe some people don't, but I love Atomic Habits. And it just tells you like break everything down into like a 2%. And once you start with that 2% and it becomes a part of your life, that just picture, no caption put, done. The more you do that, the more it becomes something that you do long term. And again, I'm talking to myself more than you. But you're right. Anyway, like I fully agree with you. Like even, even fitness wise, I started a certain, like some nutrition stuff and I've left it. I started like some other course and I left a uh, great course, by the way, on clean health for uh, uh, what's it called like uh, <laughs> neurotyping. This is like an advertisement for everything. Prescript, <laughs> <laughs> clean health. Uh, yeah, all of them. 
neurotyping, guys. Neurotyping is very important. It's very important to know how your hormones affect how you train and your personality and stuff and the diet you it's have. It's good for your knees. Ex yeah, unlike you. But, uh, but no, you're absolutely right. Like, I should be taking action. I'm just putting these arbitrary milestones to make myself feel better because, like, that's human nature. But I should be doing it. And, like, yeah, there's no real excuse because if your bucket's full, renew it and then, like, go full send. So, yeah. Uh, I've got nothing else to say uh, apart from have a fish oil for your uh, knees and uh, your joints and elbows. It's really good for you. And, um, yeah, joint health. I never realized how important it was until Mahan broke my knee. But, yeah, okay. So, Alessandra, you know, any closing statements on your end? Thank you so much for having me on. You know, it's been a little while, a few months, eh? And uh, I missed you both a lot. Yeah. So thank you. I mean, we, we put a few months in between it, so nothing happens to your knees. You know, like apparently <laughs> exposure, high exposure to Mahan has uh, correlates with knee issues. And no, a doctor. Thank you for, like, thank you for joining us. It's always great to, like, you know, talk with you and have you on this podcast and can't wait for your new revamped podcast as well yeah and can't wait for our episode yeah you guys will be my first guests can we talk so about knees no with that we'll bring this on and thank you so much for listening to majoring in the minus podcast again tell your friends family co-workers your boss your grandma and that weird guy you always lock eyes to on the tube I'm not going to